you know, the marketplaces out there, I don't think there's ever going to be anybody competing with Amazon, ever. Yeah. It's going to be uh, hard. And so it, it should be declared public domain. And, and get, in yeah. fact, there's a number, all of these guys who offer something that, that has become a monopoly, they have, mm-hmm. that, that a certain amount of the, of the monopoly, of having a monopoly, should bring you under very rigid mm-hmm. government control that says this is now public controlled. You yeah. don't get to do this and this and this. Well, the thing is, we, we have already have monopolistic rules for that that we could apply. The the thing is is that you you know if you actually look at how what they have to how much of a op- monopoly they have to have they really don't have that we think they do we we think of them as the place to go but they don't have that you know I mean if you were going to say what you're saying now then ten years ago you would have said the same thing about Walmart right that Walmart should be told they're not allowed to have the freedom to to drop things from their stores because they've got too much power because they were like uh, you know a huge percentage of the yeah. American retail segment um but the fact of the matter is is that none of them were neither of them are true monopolies they're just they own a big chunk but they don't really own it you know i mean they don't uh own the market completely i just sent you one other headset um that also has a, a reasonably good microphone on it um that this one has the other one the headset sits on the air this one actually goes over the ear which might be more comfortable with head uh with your uh um, hearing aids in. Yeah, yeah. I wear headsets over the years, usually best. Yeah. Now this one's thirty six dollars, but it's you know comfortable over the set, over the ear, and it comes with the uh, the USB adapter as well, so you can plug it directly into your um, iPad um, USB port and it iPad, yeah. I mean, you'll have to get it. It's USB A because everything is oh, unfortunately. Hey. Um, but so you'll have to get a USB A to USB C adapter. But those are, you know, not very expensive. There's yeah. a bunch of those out there. I don't know about you. I keep some of them in a drawer here just in case. Hmm. That kind of thing, I go up and get it at the Walgreens drugstore. They got a whole rack of adapters. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I. I I bought them on Amazon, but I bought like a pack of 10. And so I just, you know, keep it in the drawer whenever I need it. And usually when I stick it on something, I just leave it on that device because that's where, you know, I used it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. All of them are on Amazon. Aren't they a monopoly? <laughs> yeah. Let me see something real quick. Over ear USB headset USB C. See if they've got a version that just has the USB C directly on it. Oh, here's one. Uh, it costs uh, like three dollars more than that one but it's USB-C already let's see if there's some others here oh, here's one that just puts the adapter in the in the <laughs> it's like we're not going to create a new device we're just going to give uh, you the adapter oh it's the same price though or... roughly um, let's see 
these most of them are not over the ear they're on the ear and those are not as not really what we're looking for here here let me give you the link to the one that has this this usb one doesn't have a brand name other than dragon dick dictation mike yeah it was uh mkc i think is the is the company oh mkj mkj is uh, the brand yeah 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 and i i've used some of their stuff they're not bad this um other one that i just sent you e-miker i've i've read about them but i've not had anything from they're them. like but they have in terms of just... stars they're lacking one the, the one i was looking at was the five star one the, the usb one and this one's four stars right that's just their ratings i mean you yeah know, i know i mean it, i i i'm put more stock into going down and reading what people actually say and looking at some of the comments because sometimes you can tell like five reviews in a row are saying almost exactly the same thing it's like okay then these guys have somebody who's cheating you know you mean or, our uh, world is full of cheaters um, oh i can't believe that yeah yeah a lot of these these like chinese brands nobody's ever heard of do that yeah. all the time so yeah, no matter so. what system you put out there, there's somebody who's been certainly corrupted. And and you know the sad thing is is that the the news media worldwide has been extremely corrupted. You know, oh yeah, just yeah. hard to really believe what anybody says anymore. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's you have to be a very discerning listener, and anybody who takes what they listen or what they hear at face value right off the bat is probably in for a rough time of things because you're going to be lied to by, you know, institutions and people that you know you would have thought maybe would have mm-hmm. been um, reliable, but uh, yeah, you just can't trust them. Yeah, this last headset that I sent you is probably the one I would get. I mean, it's it's forty mm-hmm. bucks, but it uh you know because it, it'll plug directly into uh you know anything with a USB-C, and it's got a mute switch built into it um you know it's going to have that and it's over the head if you look at the padding on yeah. the ear pads it's got nice thick padding that with a deep cup so that'll go over ears comfortably yep that one's the closest the closest to what it looks like i have and i've got a professional studio headset and mic which costs way more than you want to spend but uh yeah yeah i think that's probably the best bet so anyway uh we got a lot to talk about so why don't i go ahead and okay. start this up here and we'll use the um uh article that i sent as sort of our um oh shoot where did it go Oh, I'm on. I accidentally tapped somebody, and I wasn't on our our uh, text conversation anymore. I'm mm. like, wait a minute. So, um, everything Apple announced during WWDC's jam-packed keynote address. All right. So, welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined as always by my dad, Jack Brinker. We bring you tech news and tech conversations from the perspective of two different generations. I'm doing fine, Todd. How are you? 
Doing well, doing well. So uh, Apple had a big event yesterday as we go, go to record here on Tuesday, um, the 7th. And boy, it was a long yeah. show, wasn't it? It fact, was like an hour and 45 fact, at least minutes. two of the articles that I read this morning regarding the event said that people were, uh, not, you know, yawning and, or dropping off or whatever because it was just, you know, there were some parts of it that were uh, in more detail than the average person, you know, even a technically sure. minded person, if you're not really interested in that particular thing, uh, it, it was yeah. easy to kind of uh, not not get it all, you know. Yeah. Well, like they did a sneak peek of advanced car play that is to come. And I kind of looked at that and went, but I can't get that anytime soon. That's got to be built into a car in order to get this new advanced features that sort of integrated, which, you know, maybe is the result of this long-standing car um, development thing that they've been doing forever and ever. So maybe not really building a car. Maybe they are going to build a car, but initially they're going to, they, they build it you know, from the parts they understand right, a, a, right away, you know, and said, well, we're, we're interface yeah. people. So this, this is what, how we would, yeah. Do, what we, yeah. I mean, in, in speaking about that, but for me, that was not that interesting, but it wasn't a long oh, it was segment a, either. They, they, but they basically, well, somebody said 15 seconds. I go ahead. I guess they timed it. <laughs> so, Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I didn't time it. But but basically what it was is they're saying that, that CarPlay, in addition to um, uh, advanced, you know, uh, uh, working as the infotainment system in your car, is now going to expand and be able to become your entire dashboard and all of your controls. So essentially what they're doing is creating a system that is like what Tesla did for their Tesla cars, where they have one screen that just or in some cases two screens, but basically they're, you know, it's, it's all software driven. They, they do away with knobs and switches as much as they can. No mechanical yep. dials. Everything is driven through this one giant interface and they show a, a screen that's maybe four or five inches tall, but it's the width of your vehicle. And the part that goes behind the wheel is sort of your traditional speedometer, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I mean, because it's totally configurable, but the general like, car running information and maybe even you know in between the 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 virtual dials you can lay in your maps and that kind of stuff so you know your turn directions and stuff are right in front of you and then off to the side information about your current trip and then your calendar you know and air quality and and weather information and, and you know and it, uh, uh, controls for your garage door and, and all I kinds read this, of stuff that it is all modular so that the car manufacturer can with a kind of setting somewhere some keyword or something it pulls up when you log in uh it uh it tells you what right. i have and therefore you only get that part of it you know so so it makes right. it more complicated yeah. if you are going to a car dealer and saying you know i like this thing with a full feature or something you know or and they right. say oh well we you know well what it does is it it gives the car dealerships a way to to sell it to you modularly yeah. right We'll give you the basic setup for X number of dollars, and then if you want the the schmancy setup, then you need to pay us extra, or you know even do something like BMW tried to do, which was like with the CarPlay they have right now. BMW was saying, if you want access to CarPlay, that's now a subscription, and you have to pay us X number of dollars a month. Otherwise, we just shut mm -hmm. that off, and you don't have access to CarPlay. You just have to do it regularly. And of course, all of this requires that you plug in your iPhone. So. Uh, I think they've also got to make something better than, you know, here's a flat spot to lay your, your phone on 
uh, and then you got to, you know, plug it in or find us, or it's a flat spot that does like uh, uh, wireless charging or something. I really think that they, they need to have like a, a slot or something that the dumb phone plugs into. Um, but, but, you know, I guess if they can do it all wirelessly with, uh, you know, enough efficiency, and, uh, then but that's then, fine. But then what happens if, you know, Apple comes out with another model and it's slightly a millimeter thicker, you know, and it won't slide in. You know, it's all these right. kind of things. Well, what you do, what you do is you have a, a large slot that is like four times too wide and with two times too it, right? big, <laughs> and and that with a with well with a a model specific adapter, you know, sheath that slides into it. Right. So so you just you know you get a new phone, then you buy the new little plastic piece that then fits that phone. Um, but of course, you know, different cases and stuff too. I mean, my daughter walks around. One of my daughters walks around with a waterproof case that takes her, you know, I'm sure Johnny Ive would cringe, takes the incredibly thin and, and refined <laughs> shape of the iPhone and and makes it into something that's over a half yeah. inch thick, you know, because she's got this, like, life-proof case on it so that she can drop kick the like, thing into a pond. Like and mom's battery pack one, you know, that finally we tore off the thing because uh, yeah. the yeah. The case. Yeah, and that's an Apple yeah, design product. Surprising thing, that leather case that held that battery on uh, rotted. It literally, whatever silicone. it was, it rotted it was, and tore apart. Yeah. The silicone cases get softer and gummier over time. And so, I, yeah, I never thought that the case, the world's uh, most you know, durable. given the battery in there, I thought that would be the thing that would go before anything else. No, I was totally wrong. Battery was still right. working just fine. Yeah. So now uh-huh. she has to charge it more often, you know, because we didn't go out and buy another battery case. Just buy her a phone. Well. For goodness sake, get her a phone that has a good you know, battery in it. she uses a phone as a phone. She probably doesn't even need an Apple phone. No smartphone. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, if you get the new SE and it has the latest iPhone 13 guts in it and it looks exactly like the phone she has. So she doesn't have to change anything. She doesn't have to switch to Face ID, which I know she would just cringe at. She'd use the phone even less if you changed the yeah. phone on her. <laughs> um, but, if you know, if you get her the exact same phone with the button and everything, she would be, you know, it's physically the same size. Everything about it looks the same. It's just newer and will work better and hold the yeah. charge. Well... You know, you could probably do it and not tell her and just hey, there's your phone. Sure, it looks different. Oh, I clean, I cleaned yeah. it. Well, I'd have to get a pink one or whatever it is. It, yeah, yeah, that rose gold. Anyway, yeah. I'll tell her you went to clean it and it rubbed off. Now she's got a silver one. <laughs> just like the case fell apart, the pink rubbed yeah. off. So no, don't don't lie to your spouse. I'm no. not. I'm not. <laughs> before anybody. So now, gets in on addition to that. the news and everybody so, else, you can't trust my wife anymore. <laughs> that's right. Or she can't. She can't yeah. trust her husband, right? Uh, so table of contents here. We were actually looking at an article from MacWorld just because they gave us a big list of everything, and that way we don't forget anything. Um, so iOS 16. That was what they kind of started talking about uh, first, was all the things that were going on with iOS 16. Which is the uh, phone iOS. <laughs> correct. iOS, well, iPad OS is for iPad. So iOS 16 by default yeah. is the phones. Would have been also for the uh, iPod Touch, but they deleted that from their lineup um, about, what, yeah. two weeks ago? 
without ever saying that they were canceling it. They just said it's, that, you know, it's uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. Those, those that, you know, that we have some in stock. If you want them, they'll be here as long as you want them, but they never really said we're canceling it, <laughs> but clearly that was the, the, the story. Um, so what did you think about, uh, iOS 16? First of all, it, it looks like, um, it, the, it will require it's, they're cutting off some phones. It's going to be an iPhone eight yeah. or later. So if you don't have at least an iPhone late eight, so like the phone we're talking about mom's phone, she's got, what was that? A six plus. She won't be able to upgrade to the new iOS. Yeah, yeah probably that's true. Yeah, so iPhone eight or later. Anyway, they, uh, they started with the uh, with the front uh, screen. What is it? Lock screen they call it, which to me seemed seemed like an odd place to start. And there's a whole bunch of tailoring features that I don't know if they matter to yeah. me or not. But well, I I think what they're doing, and, and this there's been a rumor that this is that the new iPhone fourteen that should come out this fall will have an always-on display, but it won't be, um, uh, you know, your actual phone screen. What it'll be is it'll be this lock screen will stay on all the time. So you, like just like the watch mm-hmm. stays on all the time. But so, so they're putting some more widgets and stuff on that screen so that you can have information there that you can have at a glance. And you can have your phone laying on the table next to you, and it always is on. So you can see that stuff pop in or the weather information yeah. or the date or the time or whatever it is you want to be able to see. So I think, you know, without saying that, hey, this is going to be really handy when we have a phone that never blacks the screen out yeah. completely, uh, I, I think that's where they're going with that. And this is something that's been available on uh, Android phones for quite a while, is A, the always-on screen, and B, widgets on the lock well, screen. So that, you know, you don't need to, for certain things, you don't have to open up your phone. You can just see them. I, I think that's caving to a bunch of techies. The majority of iOS, the phone users well, out there in the world are non-techies, like 99 point whatever percent. It's uh, mm-hmm. very few that really care to go in and customize no. anything. And and if any of that gets in the way, all you're going to do is piss off a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I, I disagree a little bit in that. I mean, I absolutely agree that most of the people who use the phone are not techies. But there are a good number of non-techie people who do some basic customizations, especially like if you're a sports fan, you'll go in and pick like your favorite teams and that kind of stuff. And to have those updates popping up on the front of your phone uh, without having to unlock it at all is, a, is a, I think, a, a positive for a lot of people. And it's That's one of a new feature. That, you know, if you're you, an iPhone you, user, I don't hear you anymore. You an are iPhone, you still there? I'm still here. and never stopped talking. Huh. Did your ear pods die because they weren't charged? No, they were fully charged. You came back. I... Well, now you hear me, so we must be okay. Okay, well, let's keep going. What I was saying was is that if you're an iPhone user and you're having lunch with buddies who have an Android phone and they glance down and see the, the widgets on their phone, you felt like you know somehow you didn't have something as good as them. And so they had, they, you know, it was almost a yeah, have to. You know, Apple has to at least provide. And it's you know this is several years behind android yeah. doing this so i mean it's not like they did it jumped on it yeah. right away but i think they probably have gotten enough uh, feedback from people saying well how come i can't do that that they said okay well we can add that in and it doesn't really change literally anything if you do nothing yeah. with your phone it you know it just means that the stuff on there will be more organized and you'll look at the default information but um 
one of the options in their news app, and a big update in their news app was the ability to have a sec. They've got a section specifically for sports, and you pick your your sports teams, and that way it'll tell you any news that comes across for your sports teams. It'll tell you scores for your sports teams, and so that is something that a lot of sports fans would like to have right on the front of their phone, so that they can you know get updated if something but big the, news but happens. The screen that already does all that is the watch. That's where it belongs. Well, it can be on the watch, but frankly, I disagree because I get irritated as hell when I look at my watch and can't see the time because some stupid notification popped up. And now I have to take some action and bring my other hand across my body to tap the stupid phone or the watch (laughs) to get it back to being a watch. It's like, you know, frankly, nothing should. And when they give you the notifications, they say, well, the time's still there. Yeah, it's it's about two millimeters high. And four millimeters wide up in the left-hand corner or right-hand corner. It's like I put stuff on my watch in big, bold faces so I can see the damn thing. I don't want, you know, I, I, and especially if my glasses are off, I can see a, a dull square on my wrist, <laughs> you know. And so I use faces that, that I use the time faces on the watch that I can see without my glasses. But when the stupid notification pops up, I can't see it. You know, and the other thing that I found that's irritating, uh, frankly, to complain about the watch is anytime I'm playing music on a device, my watch then becomes a controller for that musical device. And again, it's not a watch. And I have to manually go force it to not do that. And there's no option that I've seen to say, don't ever not be a watch. You know, or if you're not going to be a watch, do it for three seconds and then go back to being a watch or even two seconds or what, you know, I mostly what you should be is a watch. And, you know, I put I put complications on the watch face to give me information. That's the information that I want. That's what I care about, not what you keep popping up over my watch yeah. screen. It's irritating as hell <laughs> for me. You can tell I got very animated and emotional about that. It, that bothers me a lot. Yeah, what? what you know? In what? fact, I went, la- I, went, I went last week without wearing my Apple Watch you know, at all. I, you know, I wore a regular watch because, you know what? A regular watch is a watch music, all the time. People, and For I didn't music miss it people very much. that have watches, they, they should have uh, an uh, attachment. Uh, that what they call it? No, it's a, a complication. Complication. That is a little speaker. And if you want to know something to do with sound, you touch the little speaker, and then your little volume comes up, and you turn it off for that same little speaker. Right? Yeah. You know, or, or have a little pop-up in the left-hand corner that pops up like an annoying Google ad. When I'm playing music, that's a speaker that says, "If you want the speaker, you want the music controls, tap this. Otherwise, we're still your watch." Yeah. Too often, they're they're. I, I feel like they're too quick to pop up and not be a watch anymore. They cover it up with stuff that pops up. That's just irritating as all get. Uh. You know, uh, for me, it for me it is. When I lift up my wrist to look at my wrist, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's because I want to see the watch face that I put there, not that I want to see the controls for the music that's playing on my other device. Uh, not that I want to see, you know, I mean, if, if I lift up my if, if I lift up my wrist right after it's tapped me to say there's a notification, then put the notification up for By golly, a few seconds. But that other than one, that. To me, one of the highlights of the whole two-hour event, or almost two hours, was the fact that they pushed, shoved notifications off to the side. And I just about jumped out of my chair and said, hooray, you know. Did you see that? Uh, where, for the, in, in which part were you talking about? Because we haven't yeah, gotten there yet. Uh, it was, I think, on the iPad. Uh, it was a manager, the some some uh, space manager or something. 
Anyway. Well, why don't we keep well, going through what uh, kind of in the order they, they announce things, and then when we get there, we'll talk about that, because I, I don't have that in front of me, and I don't remember it off oh, okay. the top of my head. Anyway. Okay, so. Anyway. iOS 16. So yeah. we've, we've, we've talked I, about um, nothing but the uh, lock screen thus far. Uh, the, right. So, uh, well, I'm looking uh, at I'm looking at a little graphic yeah. where they tell so, several things like on the the mapping. This is something I will use multi-stop no, yes. routing. Like you know, it, when I'm going to a final destination, I sometimes want to you know find a restaurant, find a gas station, find a bathroom, whatever in between. And right now, I have to cancel my my destination, find that thing, and then restart the destination. The ability to 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 say hey, I'm going to make a stop here and then here and then there. And you can do it on your on your iPad or your desktop and then send it to your phone so that it's available I, I, in CarPlay. I wonder if you can um, use uh, uh, Hey, S-E-R-S-I-R-A to just say just – Yeah, yeah slow-mo. To say uh, insert uh, another destination first – next the next destination. I should – well, here's how it's worked with Garmin for years, and I think I would hope they would do something similar to this. If I'm on route to, say, some other town, and I then say, you know, yo, Shlomo, um, find the nearest McDonald's, it will then say, it'll ask me, do you want to uh, add this as an additional stop or reroute? So I have the option right then when I'm saying that, and I can say add an additional stop. So that way it doesn't lose the the ultimate right. destination. Or if I really am changing my destination, then I can just say, yeah, reroute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that was a nice update to Maps that has been missing. I've had that on, like, you know, dedicated Garmin GPSs for going back that means 15 years. That means they'll have to pay Garmin and for so the rights to do that. Well, I don't know if Garmin owns it or not. You know, I mean, I don't know how because TomTom GPSs are dedicated GPSs too. I don't know how they work, but um, you know, Apple's got the money. Just make it work right. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about the next generation CarPlay, which is part of iOS 16. Um, shared photo library, a family library. This is something I've railed on about Apple in the past too. It's like, doesn't anybody at Apple have a family? Don't they know how families work? I have my photo library. You have your photo library. My daughter has her photo library. You know, and we all went on vacation together, and we've got a bunch of pictures. And now we're supposed to try to put them in a shared library to share them. Um, you know, it, it just didn't work very well. Now, now you can just actually default. Like yep. when you're on vacation, it will automatically put them in the shared library for the vacation. You know, unless you choose not to. Um, it's like, yep. duh. <laughs> but so that's nice. They've made that a lot nicer. Um, Something with photos that they didn't talk about that I wish they would do too, though, is like, so I set up I set up a shared library, and and it's now putting photos in that like you took on the vacation. There should be some notification that there's like, hey, 24 of 37 photos is displaying, others are downloading, and that should then you know go to 25 and 26 as it updates. With photos, you have no idea. You never know. It's syncing. Eventually, you trust that it'll all be synced up, but you have no idea where they're at, how long it's going to take. Well, you know, it just it just goes off into the ether, and eventually it shows up. If you ever set up a new device and and you log into your photo library, it starts putting photos in there. It'll sync up. It could take three days. 
could take 30 seconds. You have no idea. It just takes however long it takes. You get no indications to how long it's taking. You, you don't get any indication that anything's happening. It's just other. you can go back and look at it later and see some photos there. You don't know if they're all there yeah. or not. It just it it's completely off into the ether, and I wish they would be a little more informative. Well, that doesn't even seem to show the one that I thought was really key, and that is in messages that you can edit and uh, and actually delete messages. Right. You can mark them as unread if you've read them. You can mark them as unread, oh, yeah. which is nice, so you can come yeah, back to them later. Uh, you can, yeah, you can um, uh, send them. Uh, what is it? After you've sent them, I don't know how many times I've sent a text, and and then after I send the text for whatever reason is when I, I see <laughs> that that you know. And the example they had was, "Hey, babe, I'll be uh, there in fifteen minutes," and then you realize, oh. It said Babe, and you wanted to say Gabe. You don't want to call your coworker Gabe, Babe. <laughs> and so you can go change that real quick, and it, and it, you know, and you can delete it. So like, if you even after you've sent it, and they didn't say for how long you can delete it, or if you maybe forever, you can go back and delete it if you wanted. But if you sent a message, yeah, you can delete it. Now that does mean if somebody sends you a message, and it's information that you want to store, you you almost have to do a screenshot of it because they can come right. back and delete it. Right. So if they send you something and it says, you know, some information that you think that they're going to like, oops, I wasn't supposed to send Bob, you know, Bill's uh, salary information. <laughs> and, 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 and Bob wants to keep that, do a quick screenshot. Yep. <laughs> so, so, you know, even though you can delete, it doesn't mean it's deleted forever, I guess is, is part of the, the story. Yeah, there. There's, I thought something was interesting, too. They had this thing where they said Apple Pay Later. So you can buy things with Apple and then make four payments over six weeks. So essentially, they're extending credit That's to right. everybody. That's right. They, uh, they already have the non-interest uh, pay-as-you-go pay for anything from Apple. So they've been, do, they've been doing this business right. for a long time. But they now sell other things and wanted to extend it basically uh, because there's a lot of ways to do that. Now, it's only for six weeks max. So it's it's not much right. of a payment plan, but, but it's, you know, yeah. But if you're you can do four pay you can break it into four payments uh, over six weeks, and you know that's enough for a paycheck. I'm surprised they didn't do eight weeks because that would maybe get you two paychecks. I guess if you're paid biweekly, then six weeks is three yeah. paychecks, right? But um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they're doing that because they're essentially extending credit without doing any kind of credit check on anybody, right? You know. Because I mean, if you if you apply for Apple Credit, they do a credit a background you know or a credit check on you to verify that you can. And they said they're going to put this on Windows devices and Android devices and everything. Did they say Android? I I, I didn't. I think I, so. I really? I think okay. Windows. So I think Windows just wants to have the information about you, uh-huh. or something. I you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and they the lifting subjects from the background in in the photo app, you know, so like if you take a picture of a dog, you can pull the dog out of the background and go plop just the dog in. You know, it basically pre it's automatic cropping using AI. That's something that uh, Google's been touting on their most recent phone, where you can take a picture and if somebody like jumps into your picture, you know, you can you can grab that image and just erase that that uh, photo bomb out and then you're good to go. Uh, and so they're kind of doing something that, and they're using the um, the depth, true depth cameras uh, and the IR to be able to create uh, layered photos 
so that you can, like on that lock screen, you can have like the subject of the photo sitting in front, partially sitting in front of some of the information, and then the background still there behind it. Um, so you can do some kind of cool stuff, quick and easy by, with your By with the way, I saw an article that was a behind-the-scenes view of all of the uh, new things on all the different devices that says the entire pitch was focused on IR to come this fall. They are all pieces and parts of what you need to do so, uh, what they want to do in IR. I didn't see it that way. AR, AR, you I, mean. You're talking about yeah, augmented reality. I, I didn't reality. see it that way because I wasn't. Um, I don't didn't break out. You know different capabilities that you you know you need there. Yeah. But somebody did, and I have that article here, so we might go through that later. But yeah. Well, I thought what was interesting is they started with iOS and then they kind of went to the Mac and they ended with the iPad. But in almost each of in virtually every one of those sections, they said, and this is also going to be available on the other two devices, the other two major yeah. platforms that we have. So almost almost everything that they're talking about reply, uh, kind of went to everything. And it was interesting that they saved iPad for last. I think that's because they thought that was the biggest splash and the thing that people would be the most interested in. But by God, you know, when you're almost two hours into it, it may have been the most exciting thing, but you'd lost half your audience. That, that's right. You got but there. I think they were trying to sell our display. Don't you? So, well, that was part of the pitch. That was part of the pitch. I, I think that was only a small part. I think the big thing, big thing. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the iOS or iPad, but I think there was some some major changes to iPad OS that they were that they felt like had been yeah people had been complaining right. about for quite a while. In fact, we just uh, both recently I uh, shared with you uh, an article by uh, a huge iPod aficionado, Federico Vitici, uh, and and he's been an i i I said iPod iPad person for a long time. And, and proselytizing the, the benefits of using iPad OS. And uh, Apple, a while back, I guess, had sent him, uh, offered him t- the use of one of the new uh, M1 Macs, and he's been using it for six months. He, got, he kind of fessed up because he hadn't talked about it publicly until now, and basically said it just, you know, it was, it, for him it was really frustrating and irritating because it just pointed out all the things that the iPad OS still doesn't do. Yeah. I, I, actually, that I article mean, that got the, me the got me to thinking that I just might be interested in an iPad Air. It's it's just a lot of money to spend on it, but I'm I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I would say before you do that, fire up the the uh, uh, you said iPad Air. Uh, you, you, you Mac the, Mac, the Mac Air. The Mac Air. <laughs> right, but fire fire up the Mac you've got and. Um, and play with that for a while again and reacquaint yourself with the operating system. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can update that one to the latest and greatest version of the operating system, you know, and, but, you know, it depends on your use case too. You know, I don't think your use case, you know, he's, he's a working reporter or and yeah. writer. And so, you know, that there's, it's a better keyboard than the one, and you don't use a keyboard at all because how often do you type something out? I mean, very seldom, right? You've got a keyboard case on your iPad. That's right. And you take it off. I don't even know where so, it is. You know, <laughs> your, yeah, your use case, I think, is very different oh, yeah. than his. And so I'm not sure that that's necessarily the right move for you. You know, uh, if you need to upgrade the iPad that you've got, then I would say maybe, you know, especially if you want the 12.9-inch, which I know you do, that one's got the significantly better screen in it. You know, the 11-inch d- didn't get that. I mean, it might in a yeah. subsequent update. 
but um, you know the higher contrast and brighter screen will make things even easier well, and better for you to see. The error is on a top 13 of, inch screen. You know, faster and newer and the air has 13 inch screen, right? Uh, it's 13.6, so, so I think, in the new one that the they pro, just announced. iPad Pro, in terms of, you know. It is, absolutely. absolutely. But I'm just saying, in your use case, I don't know that it's there's any real benefit for you switching to the yeah. Mac. Like, is, are there things that you're trying to do on iOS that you find you can't do? And and you and you have to go back to the Mac. And and from what you've told me, I I would say no, because how often have you gone back to the Mac? I mean, you have to plug it in to charge it up because you it's not even ready to go. That's right. You never use it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably you know? won't. It, it was, like I said, the expense is the thing that's killer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're going to spend the money on anything, in my mind, it would be to get a new yeah. iPad Pro, you know, and, and the benefits therein of the newer screen and the faster processor and, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just why would you, why would and, you and, not? And it, well, that, anyway, that. the reason I was thinking about that is that I got the impression with what they've done with the with the iPad OS, which we're not to yet, that uh, they they don't really intend to ever uh, integrate the two systems, so you go from one to another one. They're just always going to have computers yeah. and, they, they, and iPads. They they seem to be trying to figure out ways to to continue to add capabilities to iPad OS as it is, as opposed to the idea which I had come up with a while back, as have others, of hey, you know, they have the processor capability and the memory and space now. Why don't you just put a button on the iPad that lets me run Mac OS every once in a while when I want it, and then flip back to iPad OS when I when I, I, I just think that's stuff. a pipe dream. Um, I'm beginning. The only way that, that might be that might be their their version of what Steve used to be, and one more thing when they adou- when they when they finally announce new iPads and uh, uh, and the new, and the new OS goes live sometime this fall, that would be cool. But uh, I'm not holding out yeah. for it. So hey, so one more thing in iOS that they they updated was the home. Oh app. yeah. And to be honest, I I tightened my tummy a little when they did this because I what I was seeing, and they didn't talk a whole lot about it. But what I was seeing is they've changed the interface to being basically a whole bunch of little, like, button bubbles. Everything, like, grouped, clustered together. And to me, that just is a waste of space. They've got these, all these rounded-edged buttons and with gaps and space between them. And it's like, you know, I've, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's just as much or more information on this screen than there is on the, the screen as it exists right now. But, you know, my, my feeling is I don't want... Don't don't you know update the interface to make things look more bubbly by you know just I mean I don't know I'm looking at it now and I'm looking at my the screen that I have right now and it's like okay I mean I guess it's it looks like it's got I don't know mine my there seems like the information is more dense on the current screen uh-huh. um, and and there's not a problem with like the touch spaces are too small and I accidentally tapped the wrong thing. Quite honestly, my biggest complaint about the uh, the home app has to do more with uh, reliability of the home app. Too often, I'm still getting things that pop up and say, you know, uh, they just go offline for no reason, and then they're back again. And what's weird is if you go to the dedicated app that came with the device, you know, the one that, that, that uh-huh. comes from the company, the device is working fine. It never has any problems. It just stops talking to the home, home kit every once in a while and then comes huh. back in. And, in fact... 
Um, yesterday, I went through and uh, on a bunch of uh, HomeKit things and said, quit notifying me when you go offline and come back online because it's literally happening with some devices four or five times a day and take four or five times multiple devices. And I'm getting notifications and dings and dongs and beeps and gurgles from my phone and my watch all day long saying, oh, this device went offline. Oh, it's back online. Oh, this device went offline. Oh, it's well, back online. And it's like, I don't care. You know, if I'm looking at it, it's, it's either online or it's not. But why is it going on and offline all the time? Because I can literally go to the to the app that came with the device, and it works fine. It's online, and everything's fine. It's just stop talking to HomeKit for a few minutes. And literally, it's a few minutes. It's like well, it'll go offline, and in less than five minutes, it'll I'll get a notification saying it's back know, online. I, I, that's an unnecessary notification. It really is. Yeah, I, I went in and manually turned manually turned it off. It's like I don't care if it's online and offline and online and offline. Why are you telling me this in the first place? I guess if I was out traveling and and I was you know I would like to know if my device went online and offline. But if it's basically faking me out constantly throughout the day, I don't trust it or believe it anymore anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and if you reliably want to see you know like in this case it was uh, HomeKit cameras. But, you know, if I reliably wanted to see what the camera would see, I'd go to their own app and do it because I can't trust HomeKit because sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Um, and that it, that stability issue has to be fixed. And maybe that's going to come with Matter and they're going to communicate better. Right. You know, Matter being their smart right. home initiative. Maybe that's going to resolve part of the problem. I don't know. But as it stands right now, it's yeah. maddening absolutely maddening and if you do a little quick search online about you know cameras going on and offline people have been talking about it for three years home kit uh, users it's not like it's something new it's an issue that's been there for a long time there's virtually it's virtually been unaddressed by apple uh, um and yet it's 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 just annoying as i bet it has to do with the interfaces they yeah. have with the companies that inadequate in some way yeah you know, and it, but it works fine for a while. Then it doesn't. The um, the several people said it has to do, and and they found out that if you, if you unplug all of your home pods, then it stops. You plug the home pods back into the into the system, and it starts up huh. again. That's weird. So something to do with how the home pods talk. But remember that the the uh, devices that interface with the um, thread radios are all the home pod minis and the newest version of the uh, uh, Apple TV. So it's the second generation of the Apple TV 4K. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a second generation Apple TV 4K. Mine is first generation mm. still. Um, so the only thread radios I have in my house are, but the things that are, are, my, uh, are my HomePod minis. But the things that were failing are not thread-enabled radio devices. Mm. So I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what I did is I just went in and said, turn off the notifications. You know, I said, if I'm going to be traveling somewhere, then I'll turn them back on, I guess. But uh, I just said, don't tell me when you've gone offline and when you've come back online. I don't want to know about status changes. I don't I don't care. And at least that's an option. I could turn it off and it didn't hasn't bothered yep. me since. But that's not a good option because, you know, like I said, if if I if I go on a vacation or something. I kind of want to know if my camera, my security system is not on. You know, online, if we're going you know? to try to get through all of this today, we're halfway through our program now. Uh, ah, we so. can keep talking. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Watch OS 9. 
Lots of stuff in Watch well, the big OS one's 9. the AFib thing, huh? I thought it was. Well, you know, they've been doing that for a but while. It just got approval. Uh, I mean, AFib's been there. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. it got approval in some other places. But but what they got approval, um, yeah, there was some, uh, well, there was a variety of things. I, one I liked was heart rate yeah. zones. So you can now tell that you want it to stay in a certain zone. And zone heart rate zone training is something that's been uh, around in coaching for quite a while. And now to support that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also like the idea of the medications app. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people who take medications who think they're taking them on time, but they're really not. And now you'll have something to actually. And there's been apps around to do that, but it's nice for it to just yeah. be all integrated. Yep. Uh, and not only just integrate uh, that, but also um, for vitamins and stuff, too, because I take vitamins. And so, you know, I, I can treat them as, as, you know, as a medication, even though they're not technically medications, according mm-hmm. to the Food and Drug Administration. The AbeFib history. Yeah, that was where they were kind of expanded, uh, where they now can tr- uh, track the history because they they got the AFib thing approved in the U.S. at least uh, a while back. But now they actually uh, have uh, FDA approval to to have a history of that and track it over a period of time, um, which is real smart, especially if, you know, you know, you have have, yep. have issues. Right. Um, let's see. I don't care about the well expanded keyboard languages on the watch. I don't use the key. I don't have a watch that has a keyboard on it because I don't have the latest and greatest watch. So that one. I, do you ever use the keyboard on your on your I watch? I use it one seven? time. <laughs> yeah. It to say, hey, there's a keyboard and it's really yeah. tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I one one thing I like is kickboard detection. Being a swim coach, uh, you know, it knew when you were you were doing different strokes. Now it also knows when you're holding onto a kickboard and kicking back and forth. So that's good news oh. to me. Uh, background color editor for watch faces, so um, you can uh, customize a little bit more your watch faces. I really wish they would just come out with an app called watch kit and say, you know, here's the hands, here's the numbers you pick and choose what you want and create your own watch face off of that. That, that give you the ultimate, you know, and, and, and then ultimately, you know, you can then go back and change the hands and, you know, draw your own uh-huh. hands if you want. Although I can understand them saying, but we don't want them to look ugly. You know, we don't want people walking around with these horrible looking ugly watch faces that reflects badly yeah. on apple you know honestly i think that's part of the reason that they've done it the way they've well, done it it's because they just don't want people to draw ugly faces you know it's definitely a possibility and easy to do if you give people the freedom you know yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah multi-sport workouts so when you do a workout they they mention triathlon it'll it'll automatically identify when you're swimming riding your bike or running mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting cardio recovery um, so that's one of the things, again, that in, in, uh, coaching you do with your athletes is check your heart rate, you know, not only while you're working out, but then how quickly it recovers over a period of time. And then you can use that information to judge what level of, uh, conditioning you're in. Um, they talked about custom workouts. There were some additional, um, um, measurements there that they, they threw into, or some calculated measurements that I thought was interesting. And I don't see them up here in front of me, but that I liked. Um, and then they gave you like a, a little sleep graph that showed you yep. the sleep stages you're in. That's something that I already get from my sleep tracking app that uh, is not affiliated with the watch. I have a, a sensor on the bed that you know tells you when you're in REM sleep versus deep sleep versus light sleep and that kind of stuff. And I find it interesting. And it's not something that you know I wake up every morning and immediately check to see. You know, have I, did, I, did I sleep well? Check your numbers. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I went through a phase where I did that pretty regularly. So, and then there was a big announcement, the M2, yeah. which I I think it was weird because they just like they're trucking along talking about operating systems, which is kind of what you would expect at the developers conference. And then they just go, oh, yeah, by the way, we have this new chip, <laughs> and it's going to go in these computers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've expanded the amount of uh, memory from a maximum of 16 to a maximum of 24 gigabytes, yeah. which is interesting because everything before always doubled, right? right? They would go from, from 8 to 16 to 32, and here they went in – they didn't double it. They went in increments of 8 gigabytes. So, um, but 24 gigabytes is a nice little bump. I think that's plenty for most people by, you know, yeah. long shot. Um, the, they said that the neural engine was about 40% faster and the CPU was about, uh, 18% faster, uh, GPU about 35% faster. And when I say faster, faster than the M1, they were, they threw people for a little bit of a loop because they, sh they showed the M2, the M1, and then the last Intel based, um, Mac which is now three Something years like old uh, uh, when they're talking about the, um, the MacBook Air. And so, you know, and that one, it's like a four times faster improvement. And so, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful looking at it because it's easy to say, Oh, they got four times faster. Well, no, they're actually just, you know, a little less than 20% faster than. Well, the other thing that apparently they um, mentioned, but I missed it totally is that I found an article this morning where they admitted that they're not as fast as uh, some Intel chip that, uh, of course, it's a high power consumer, so it's not, not a competitor. Right. But, the, uh, they, they briefly mentioned it when they were doing graphics that the, that the 12-core i7, they were not as fast as fast. They were not as fast as with at right. peak speeds. But what they did, but what they said was at, at normal processing speed. So if you're not pushing it all the way up, well, uh, they said, first of all, at peak speeds, we're not quite as fast as them, but we also use less than uh, uh, a quarter of the energy yeah. that they use uh, to get almost as fast as them. And so our batteries will last longer and our machine won't be as hot. But they, yeah, they they basically said that. They said that these, the basic or the, the more the more common machine that's the, or chip that's in, in most machines, they are not only uh, more efficient than, but also yeah. faster than. So... So this, but, and again, remember, this is the M2. We're going to see an M2 Pro, an M2 Max, and an M2 Ultra yep. at some point. So, uh, and and we have yet to find out if there's going to be, like, a, a quadra version of the chips that then will show up in the Mac Pros. We don't know what that entails. So we'll see, because they, they have not announced what the, the ultimate version of one of these chips, of the uh, Apple Silicone chips is for the Mac Pros yet. Maybe, maybe. So, maybe. But, Maybe they uh, were still waiting in, for the M2 for that, I suppose, since it's not announced yet. May, maybe. It but because it, it would be a little weird to say now we have the M1, you know. You can get you can get an M1 Quadrilli Pro or whatever you're going to. You know. <laughs> uh, right. M1, that's, that's, you know, Ultra right. Mega Pro. But but the you know, but if, if you do that, realize that those like right now if you compare this M2 to an M1 Pro, which is the one step above the M1, the M2 is still not faster than the M1 Pro right. or the M1 Max or the M1 right. Ultra because they, they, they're, you know, they're multiples of the M1, whereas this is an incremental improvement yeah. over the M1. It still has an 8-core CPU, which is what it had, bef what the M1 has. Um, 
but it's it, it's an improved one. One of the things they said was 50% more memory mm -hmm. bandwidth. So faster memory I.O. is going to be a big deal. Um, you know, it's uh, it says 15.8 trillion operations per second uh, and a 16-core neural engine. So, I mean, you know, they've, they, they basically, they, they said it was, um, what, 20 billion transistors, which was about a 50% increase in the number of transistors on the chip. Uh, it was interesting, too, that they said it was still the, um, the 5 nanometer technology, but they called it second generation 5 nanometer, which I guess by default, since it's their second generation chip, that it would be the second generation <laughs> nano. <laughs> you know, I think that was more of a marketing spin than anything else, them saying it's second generation five nanometer rather than saying no we didn't move to the new right. three nanometer process that tsmc has so yeah you got to kind of slice and dice through the um the uh stuff they're saying this one appears to be based on the a15 chip scaled up the m1 was based on the a14 chip um of course as they dig into it and get some get some in hand and people get get in there with a you know scanning microscope they will uh be able to tell us more specifically. It's going to be harder and harder. You know, the old you know, teardown the, thing just doesn't tell you the whole story because it's all encased in a chip now. Right. Well, now they break into the chip and they get in there with like an electron microscope so they can tell you the real guts. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Tear, tear down is very different. And then, of course, the M2 comes in the brand new redesigned MacBook Air. Uh, I read something that pointed out that the, the new uh, MacBook Air uh, is thinner than the original uh, it's 11.3 millimeters thick, which is th thinner than the original iPhone and the iPhone 3G that mm -hmm. followed that. So, uh, so now they've got a, a, a clamshell computer that's thinner than the uh, early iPhones from 2007, 2008, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. 20 hours of battery life, Thunderbolt. The thing that they brought back that I think a lot of people liked was that now they have the um, MagSafe connector on both the MacBook Air and the uh, and the and the 13-inch MacBook, uh, those were the two that were introduced with the first two that were introduced with the M1, and they were still USB only charging, and uh, a lot of people really like the MagSafe yep. connectors, and so uh, and because they're not um, limited, MagSafe is not limited to, by anything on USB-C. Uh, they they can't you can do fast charging if you get the uh, 67 watt uh, or higher power adapter and apparently that is a free upgrade you could just all you have to do is say i want the fast you get you can get the 67 watt one or you can get the one that the default one which is a like 30 something watt one that has two two USB yeah why, ports why wouldn't you want so to you ask can, for the higher one that's the silly thing here well, you know, if you generally use it in an office and you don't have to charge it fast or you leave it plugged in and it's going to get charged up most of the time, then the lower one might make sense because you might, then would also have another port on it so you could also charge your phone off the same adapter. Mm. You know, that's the only thing I could think of, and that's that's the default adapter. I wouldn't ever do that. I would immediately ask for the fast, higher power one because, you know, there's going to be those times when I do want to charge it fast. It's dead and I've got to go somewhere, plug it in real quick mm -hmm. so I get some juice. Um, to me, that's more value. You know, I, I got, you know, power adapters galore to plug in my phone or other things. So having an extra port doesn't doesn't matter to me. Um, but uh, anyway, they said, you know, it's a brighter screen. And then they the uh, air has the notch in the in the top of the screen like the others. So it's a little bit bigger. It's a 13.6 instead of a 13 inch. 
What was interesting, too, is they're keeping the current M1 MacBook Air available as the under $1,000 option, and this one will start at $1,199. So, which we, you and I were talking, that's kind of where the old MacBook was, right? It was more expensive yeah. than the Air, but it gave you some things that the Air didn't. Well, and so, it's sparse in terms of I.O. It's a big, big issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has what two USB C's, but they're both available to you because you don't have to use one of them for charging because you've got the um, MagSafe. I thought it was also interesting that the 13-inch MacBook Pro they did not change the screen at all. It's exactly the same one. Doesn't have a notch in it, so it's got the thicker border on it, um, and it's a hundred dollars more for the base unit at twelve ninety nine. But if you go to the Apple page and look at each, if you get either of those with a uh, five twelve uh, gigabyte storage, they're both exactly the same, fourteen ninety nine. Mm. So then it's just a matter of which one do you want, you know? Um, they both give you twenty hours. Uh, they did say that the the MacBook Pro has an active cooling system, whereas the MacBook Air does not have a fan. It's a passive cooling system. Mm-hmm. Um, and although this graphic shows that it has an active cooling system too, I thought that they were pretty clear that it was. Uh, that it was passive and that the 13-inch had the active cooling system. And they said, and and again, this is something they just kind of said in passing, that it will be able to maintain uh, f- uh, maximum capacity longer because it has a way to cool off, which is another way of saying that the air will throttle the CPU back if it starts to get hot because they don't have well, a fan. This does, you're right, says active cooling system. I don't know what, does that mean fan? I yeah. thought it did. Yeah, yeah. Passive cooling system would be no fan. And I think that's an error because I think that graphic that we're seeing is not correct. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I heard, on, you know, on the... Oh, and in fact, and in fact, I know it is because they also show Magic Keyboard with Touch Bar. What they're doing is it says MacBook Air, but it's the exact same graphic. They're showing you the 13-inch MacBook graphic where the MacBook Air is. That's the error. Oh, uh. But if you think about it, other than the they, they kept the, the touch bar on the 13-inch, uh, and they didn't upgrade the screen, and it has active cooling. Other than that, it's exactly the same computer. So if you, want, if you want a little bit bigger screen and a little bit lighter computer, you get the Air. If you want the touch bar, which some people still do, and you want uh, active cooling so that you can have a little bit higher speed processing uh, before your processor heats up and, and throttles, then uh, get the MacBook Pro. You know, I'm compa- I'm comparing that, these two things, and they got exactly the same stuff, the Pro and the Air. Air, is that what you said? Remember, what I said was is that they put the wrong graphic under the MacBook Air. Yeah, the, the, it's the, the same. graphic under the MacBook Air is the graphic is the graphic for the 13-inch yeah. Pro. Because if you look where it says Magic Keyboard and Touch Bar at the top right. top of that graphic, that there is no t- there is no Touch Bar on, right. on the That's Air right. at all. Somebody. That's just an, it's an error by the folks at Macworld. Yeah. Or, yeah. Macworld. They just put the wrong graphic yep. in there. So. So anyway, Mac OS 13 Ventura. Um, continuity cameras. I, that one got panned pretty good in the in the news meter mm-hmm. right afterwards. You can now attach your iPhone to the back of your screen and use that as your um, as your camera for for FaceTime and, and Skype and Zoom and all that stuff. Um, 
And and a bunch of people were like, why don't you just put a good camera in your devices, and then we don't have to use our phones. Yeah. Because I want to use my phone. There, there's been be a lot interrupted of by the phone call. Well, there's been a lot of news about that brand new display that they just came out with. It's fifteen hundred dollars. Has a terrible camera in it. And in fact, they had to put a software update out, and the software update didn't really help. A lot of people who bought those things are irritated that there's a crappy camera in the in the in the in the screen. But I, I understand that. But my feeling is is that you know if you want a good camera, I would want one in the screen anyway. Because if the technology and cameras changes, I would like to be able to put a new camera on there and not. So I don't want a camera built into my monitor. Yeah. You know, I feel that way about speakers too. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, they got good speakers in a cam in in the monitor. There's no such thing as good speakers in a monitor. There's not enough room there. Speakers should be speakers. You know, I just want, you want the monitor the to be a monitor. Big, big I don't want to do anything else. There. Yeah, you want to see that thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I I'm yeah, well, I'm sitting in here with you know studio monitors on either side of uh, a studio you know audio monitors, studio monitors on either side of my screen. So, you know, I've got good quality sound. But, but, you know, I'm not going to get that of any, out of any monitor. So I've been spoiled. Why on earth would I want, you know, tiny little speakers in a monitor trying to make sound? And I don't care what what, what kind of hoops you jump through. It's never going to be as a good real as, thing. Yeah. You know, just having <laughs> the, phys, the physical size to move the yeah, air. Yeah, you want you know? an analog speaker, not a digital so, speaker. So, anyway, uh, upgrades to metal, their underlying uh, uh, operating system for or their, their, their library for um, writing mm-hmm. graphics, uh, and so uh, some real high-end type of games coming to it they're talking about. Now, I'm not in the gaming world, so I what traditionally has been, and the gaming people have panned them on before, is when they talk about you know, how this high-end game is coming to, to the Mac, it's usually a game that was popular in the gaming world like three years ago, and that the newest stuff is still not here. So I don't know if that's the case. When they, talk, they talked about a couple games, but I yeah. just don't know if those are like current games or if they're really, you know, reworks of games from a couple of years ago so that they can now run on this operating system. I don't know. Um, but it sounds, you know, the idea sounds good. Sounds like they're trying to, to allow the gaming world to take advantage of the Apple Silicon if they can. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, again, talking about the shared photo library, that was great. Uh, the desk view, that was kind of cool, using the wide-angle camera when you're using your camera, your continuity camera, uh, your iPhone yeah. as your camera, that it would be able to show what you're typing or what's down on your desk yeah, in front of you, and you could it, share that with somebody. And that I liked. It wasn't that was kind of quite cool. clear to me as to what's taking that vid, that picture. Is it still your wide-angle camera? Is that what it is? It's the wide-angle camera from your yeah. phone. Yeah, so it's the wide-angle camera from your phone it, that's doing it, that. You know, and it it looked to me like they had it mounted behind the screen a bit. So I don't know how it was able to look down without seeing the edge. Yeah, the edge of the the monitor. So I yeah. don't. Know. Yeah, well, off of a laptop, I can see them doing that, but off of a desktop monitor that's a little bit thicker, yeah, that could be an issue. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just, you know, once once it's actually in hand and we can play with it, then we'll know. Um. Everything else they talked about, the, you know, uh, lifting subjects from the background of photos and editing your messages and stuff, they talked about that in iOS, too. Um, live captions for FaceTime, that's kind of cool, especially for, like, you know, you have some hearing issues and stuff. To be able to use FaceTime and have it automatically put captions in there as yeah. people talk, that was kind of interesting. Um, something that's been available in Skype for a it, long time. There's one here It says rich <laughs> links in mail. What does that mean? Rich links 
Rich links in. Oh, so like in uh, right now when we send the links, if you send a link to somebody in iMessage, it shows you like a preview of the link, a picture of the page. And and that's what they're talking about. That'll be in mail now, too. So instead of just putting the actual like URL, oh, it'll actually give more. you this. Yeah, so it's going to look like it does in messages. It's it's basically taking what's in messages and putting it into mail as well. Okay, even though mail is an old system so. for text, uh, it's it's right. it's kind of like an imported picture or some attachment. Well, exactly. It's a picture with yeah. a link on it. You know, and you and we've been able to do that for a long time. You could put a picture in there and then make a attach a link to it, but you had to do it manually. Here now, they're going to do it for you automatically. Okay, so that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And then they've got a, a start page with some more uh, information on it, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. What else? Buddy controller. I don't remember what that is. Do you? What's a buddy I don't know. controller? I don't remember them talking about a buddy controller. They did talk a little bit about improved search. They said that's yeah, going to be did. better. Yeah, I can't mail. read that. Uh, oh, so. oh, clock, talk, timer, clock, timer, timer, clock, seconds, timer, clock for 15 seconds. Okay, just that's that's under this rich spotlight thing. Create timer. Uh, huh. Yeah. All right, and shared tabs uh, for groups. So if you have a set of tabs up, and then you want to, and you're working with them, and you're working with a group of people, you can share the whole set of tabs with people, and just say, "Here's the the, the tabs." They'll click on it. All those tabs will open up on their thing. And then lastly, iPad OS. So. Um, one of the things that was a big deal that they talked about, I think, was Stage Manager. It's now their third or fourth attempt to try to figure out how to deal with um, multiple apps running and windowing on iPad. And on the face of it, this looks like the best move. This one looks like it's finally something that I could use. Because I've tried each of them on the iPad, and I end up not using them. In fact, what happens more often right now with the iPad is I accidentally open another window, and then I don't know how to shut the thing. It's irritating. You know, it's like I don't even know how I opened it, and now I don't know how to shut it. It's like, stop, you know. But this is nice because they basically there was a, a button up in the corner, and it goes into Stage Manager. Left-hand side shows you thumbnails of everything that you can click on to open or the most recent things you had open. Um, and you can and, and it pops up in a window that looks sort of like a Mac window. So it doesn't fill yeah. the whole screen. Now, the question is, how if I have an app like that, is there a way for me to say, take this one and make it fill the whole screen because that's what I want? Or fill most of the whole screen, cover up the dock at the bottom, but still show me the stage manager on the far left. You know, those are some options that I don't know about how it's going to work in reality. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but I think that was a big deal to me. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, they talked about uh, reference mode, and that had to do with reference color and matching color between devices. So uh, I don't do a lot of video editing, so that has no value to me. But for those who want it, and I, I know there were some people who were applauding, hey, finally they're putting the dumb weather app in, in, in yeah. iOS, which it seemed like a, a huge that, over. That's over, the old dark sky thing you know. right? that they bought. Um, yeah, they've, they've, in, they've integrated that. I mean, they, they've had a weather app in iOS for a long time, and, uh, but they've integrated a lot of the information from Dark Sky. But there's been, you know, it's, it's, uh, there've been a lot of complaints about, like, well, you know, when you launched the iPhone, it had a weather app, but you've never put a weather app on the iPad. 
you know, people who have an iPad don't want to know what the weather is. And, of course, then there was all kinds of third-party apps to tell you what the weather was. So, I mean, it was sort of like a, okay, fine, here's a weather app. You know, the next thing we're going to hear and complaining about is that there's no calculator app on the iPad either, <laughs> you know, because um, there hasn't been. There's a calculator app on your phone, came with one, it's yeah. always been there. But, uh, you know, if you want one, you can download them. They're available uh, is my feeling on that one. But the uh, the undo send and mark is unread in messages and in mail, those kind of things, is the same as iP- right. iOS. Uh, so it's nice to see that. The shared library and photos is great. They announced a new app called Freeform. I'm not hearing you now. And this is interesting. I said they announced a new app called Freeform. Freeform, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting. What it was is if, say, say you and I are in a group message or in a group um, FaceTime, Freeform basically is like a giant slickboard that we can all, anybody can write on, stick a posty note on. Yeah. Put a photo on, so we can Something's share ideas weird and concepts. Here. I'm not hearing you like a, just like dead. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm not dead. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm talking. Well, I mean, you can't. But uh, you returned from the dead. <laughs> yeah. You know the the freeform app. Yeah, I, I, that's not me. That that that's another guy from about two thousand years ago. Um, uh, the freeform app. I, I don't, you know, I, I I guess I'll just have to get my hands on it, you know. It looks sort of like the drawing and sketching app that's within Notes, but they've pulled it out and made it a standalone app, like that functionality that's in Notes yeah. right now. Because right now in Notes, I can put a photo in there, I can draw on it, I can. And so um, I wonder, is that just going to be like a place where I can go as an individual and doodle and write things down and, and use for putting ideas down? Or is it only available when I'm working with a group? Or can I create a free freeform um, page or whatever it is, the yeah. document, and then tag it as shared with a bunch of people and without doing a FaceTime or, or a shared I, I message? Did, I, I, I don't just, remember them uh, even just saying what it was. It's, it's I, I thought they just said it's an app, a freeform app. Yeah. Yeah, they said it's an app coming later, but they talked about it in the context of being shared while doing a FaceTime or shared while doing a, sh- a, a shared message. I guess the messages by default are are not um, contiguous time. So I guess I, I, from that I, I say that, that I'm guessing that Freeform is just an app I can launch and then I can share my Freeform documents with a group or not. But it's kind of an interesting idea. It's basically a, a, a brainstorming uh, board. Yeah. That you can now well, share what with the group. I, what I th- so, thought of when I saw that is that it, it's obviously sitting in the cloud somewhere, and it's multiple people connected into that cloud app. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I read a really cool article, the uh, response or, or comment on the Freeform, and it was like, "Oh, thank you know, f- uh, welcome to the show, uh, Apple. You're finally doing what Google did with, and I can't remember the name of the app, but Google had an app that basically did this." And they said, you know, it's, you know, Google's app came out in, you know, 2009 and and you're getting there in 2022. Yay for you, Apple. (laughs) You know, um, hopefully you'll have the same kind of functionality that Google has. And he says, oh, wait a minute. Google killed that app in 2011. (laughs) Yay, Apple. Because that's pretty much Google's MO, right? Come up with some cool idea, work with it for a year or two, and then just get tired of it and kill the app. And so you can't trust that 
you know, if you've got something Google, you, uh, a, a functionality app that Google's created that you really like, don't trust that it's going to be there very long because they get bored with it and kill it. Whereas at least Apple will probably keep it along, even if it doesn't, you know, <laughs> if they get bored with it, there won't be any new features or anything, but it'll still yeah. be there. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, we'll see how Freeform works. I like the idea in general of having a sort of like shared doodle space, you know, where you can throw You know, when they said later there. this year, I wonder and if so, there's going to be a release date that includes all of this stuff or just one at a time they just sort of roll out, you know. I would bet that it's going to be one of those things where like they have, have done in recent past is like everything we see in this sort of like graphic cloud of features will not necessarily be there with uh, with iPad OS 16, It you know. It'll be 16, 16.1, 16.2, 16.3, and they'll just keep adding pieces oh. into into it as they're ready. Yeah, could you be. Know? So, you know, I mean, here we are, you know, um, right now iOS 15.51 is what we currently are running, but they're, they've got 15.6 in beta, you know. So 15.6 is going to come along yet before 16. Yeah. So, you know, we learned all this cool stuff that's coming in 16, but 15.6 is still has yet to ship, and we already yeah, know it's I guess out there. From Apple's perspective, this stuff is uh, is there there for developers only, and that's you know. Yeah, they're telling you they're telling you what's coming, and what they did to their credit in a lot of cases, they, they when they were introducing something new or something interesting, a new feature or function, they also then talked briefly about the fact that there will be a. Um, you know, a developer library that gives access to developers so that they can now use the same thing in their apps. And they did that repeatedly. Um, you know, Craig Federici on several several occasions said, you know, and we'll have, you know, a developer interface for that. And then he'd give it a name, you know, whatever it was going to be called for each of the subsequent device or, or uh, functionalities that they were announcing. Because really, you think about it again, this is for developers, you know. Uh, you'd talked about people getting bored and, and, and not watching it if they were just, you know, because there's a lot of people who tune in and watch that are, you know, average sort of tech enthusiasts. But, you know, if you're not a developer, you you weren't the target of this. I mean, it may be interesting yeah. to all of us, but, you know, this is really designed for the developers and the developers conference to say, here's a bunch of functionality we're adding to the operating system. And, Here's the underlying technologies that we're going to give you access to, so you can now do different things with your apps. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the the widgets on the iOS on the phone. You know, they've got they're going to have a developer kit for that, so that anybody who has an app who might want to create a widget that could be out on that on the lock screen can now yeah. do that. You know, and you know, there's a bunch of companies that'll do that. There's going to be some calendaring companies and weather app companies and. Uh, things like that that you know you'll want to be able to you know maybe uh, 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 well actually it was interesting I thought that they they said I'm pretty sure I heard them say that they were adding the ability to track um, packages yeah they did so like if you get notification that, from 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 FedEx or the, UPS or that was USPS one of the screen of, or the lockout lock mm -hmm. app or lock display on the phone. That they were demonstrating that. Right, that was one of the yeah. widgets. One of the widgets they talked about there. Yeah, because I have an app that I've used for quite a few years um, that I like a lot. That does uh, tracking of packages called deliveries, and the guy who develops that has actually been frustrated because recently FedEx 
basically shut down their um, their interface for third-party developers. So now if you try to track a FedEx package through an app other than FedEx or through the FedEx website, it just pops up and says, here's a link, you have to go to their website. Because they, they used to have a, a an IDE for developers to create apps that would track FedEx packages. Well, FedEx cut them off, um, and then I guess UPS did, but then UPS put it turned it back on. Uh, so, but you know, this this independent developer doesn't have the leverage of somebody like Apple to go to FedEx and say, you know, all that stuff that we ship via FedEx, it's now going to go via UPS unless you give us back this IDE. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Apple's probably going to be better at tracking that stuff. You know, it's funny. That's one thing that they do every time they start adding features to the uh, to the operating system. You wonder how many independent developers who make little add-ons to the operating system that give you little bits of information like that basically get uh, uh, completely sure locked. You know, they're just like, "Oops, there goes my there goes yeah, my business." Yeah, this uh, reminded business. me of when Microsoft first started out. How all the stuff that was in a shared library suddenly became belonged to Microsoft. You know, they duplicated everything that they you know they wanted, just took it, incorporated it into their operating system. And, and being yeah. at that point in time, one a developer, I wasn't contributing to the library, but I was in there using it. I thought to myself, "Geez, that's not fair. You can't just do that." But see, they just, yeah. just their yeah. whole attitude well, it, was one of a, a brutal brute force person that says, "To hell with you! I'm, you know, what's what you put yeah. out there? I I can use however I want to." Yeah, well, and I'm I'm torn on that kind of stuff too. I mean, I, obviously, stealing of code I don't like, but you know, by adding a feature into an operating system, um, you know, I don't want them to not add features to the operating system because there's somebody who made an app out there that did it outside the operating system. But by the same token, it's always a little scary for 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 small app developers who make a lot of these widget kind of apps that you know, like add to the overall mm-hmm. experience that they can very easily sort of be put out of business by this big operating system, uh, you know, owner, because they, you know, if they just integrate into the operating system, you don't need it anymore. You know, we don't need, we don't need your app anymore because it's now part of, you know, what we give away for free. Yep. (laughs) You know, and you're like, oh. That's right. Oh, bummer. You know, but it's, it, it also, you know, we got to remember that, you know, from the beginning of, of, of computers, you know, when we started having operating systems, originally it was basically, you know, it handled disk I.O. and, you know, some very basic low-level things. And then it started expanding, you know. Yep. I mean, there's by the, by the basic definition of operating system, I don't need to have a package tracking functionality in my operating system, right? That really is an operating yep. system. That's, that's, you know, that's just user flourishes. That's adding to... Um, you know, and but but again, you know, the, this independent developer who makes the deliveries app isn't going to be able to compete yeah. against Apple. Well, uh, you know, going on one of the uh, really uh, most important things that's been out there and ever since the web was developed is pass keys. You're going to fix the thing so that. Oh yeah, I that's mean, a big I, I don't know how soon they'll be able to get that done, and they didn't get into too much detail on it. That's not how it's going to work, but it is going to right. use biometrics at the at the user end, and so the only place that mm-hmm. your pass 
information resides is on your machine. This is the way it's going to work. Right. But ha- but yeah. <laughs> and this is being done in collaboration with Google yes. and Microsoft. So their their goal is to do away with passwords everywhere. And and as they said, it's going to take a while for all of these you know, I mean, there's thousands of companies making websites and stuff that use passwords. But I bet you the first ones that are going to switch to this is going to be a lot of the banks. You know, your banking apps are the ones who are going to go, oh, this yeah. is much better. This is going to save us oodle, oodles of, of, you know, fraud money that we've had to, to deal with over the years. Well, um, so, yeah, I think that you're going to see uh, banks and anybody who deal with, like, legal documents and stuff online wanting to go to this particular Well, I don't know that the bank apps have been compromised as much as the, the compromise has been credit cards, at least for me. My God, right. you know, the banks right. got a major headache with their credit card business. And the only, only, right. well, that's the what only I'm solution saying, is I see to that is an Apple Pay kind of thing, you know, so that you don't have a just a number right. that everybody can write down and, and start using, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I think that's going to be sort of integrated into it, and also you'll have a protect your account will be hard be harder to protect because now the guy who builds the website for you know Target or whomever, and I'm not picking on Target, but they've been hit several times, won't even have right. your pass keys, pass codes, so they can't break into the accounts and then suddenly see everybody's right. passwords because there aren't any passwords there. It's you know it's just it, it's. This is long overdue. I'm glad to see that it's being done, and not just with Apple, but with with Microsoft and Google yep. too, because that means that it will will have universal acceptance. And I, you know, the sooner the better is sort of my feeling. It's the quicker we can get a, get away yeah. from passwords. Yeah, absolutely. That that's the biggest bugaboo uh, in the whole system. Yeah, and if you have a laptop or a computer that doesn't have uh, biometrics on the device that's okay they already have that working on the on Macs that don't have um, uh, you know the touch ID on them in that you can uh, authenticate yourself to your device with your watch or with right. your phone and so you know that's you almost everybody has some sort of biometric authentication device available to them these days and uh, and yeah, the, the sooner this happens, the better yep. we'll all be. Well. Yeah, because it, we've basically been in the Wild West up to this point. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, you know, scary to think that, that you know, any time you buy anything online, you're basically risk, risking right. your finances. And you really are. I mean, you know, we're, we most of us go through through life going, okay, that wasn't so bad. You know, we haven't had any bad things happen. But when it when it does happen, it's you know, bad. they haven't had any uh, mention really of voice ID, but are obviously pretty good at it. You know, and yeah. and we all we all. <laughs> you say they're you say they're pretty good at it, but I can't tell you. You know, the um, in your HomePod, it's supposed to be able to identify who's talking oh. to it. And my wife, Elaine, uh, my, my HomePod thinks that I'm Elaine. And let me tell you, her voice is nowhere near the same pitch as mine. That should be a pretty pretty dang easy to, to, to tell the difference between the two of us. And uh, and I'll say, you know, yo, Shlomo, turn off the living room lights. And then it'll come back. I'm sorry, Elaine. I can't reach that device right now. Uh, and that's because HomeKit sucks. HomeKit sucks. But apparently Siri does too because Siri can't tell Some, me. Somehow her, you got misidentified uh, in the uh, system fair, somewhere fair and, time. It, and it just never sorted it out. 
it gets me fine. And what's funny is, as I've asked her, I said, how often has it called you Todd? She goes, I don't think it ever does. So it thinks I'm her, but it never thinks she's me. Um, But it gets me probably 70% of the time, but about 30% of the time, it'll think I'm her. You know, and you're like, really? That's what you thought, huh? You know, I would think there's, there's several characteristics that they should be using in this. And one is, uh, is, is just the pitch, as you said, of the voice. Uh, You could, you could say that. Yeah. (laughs) That's the easiest, you know, there's two of us in the house and one of us talks like this and the other one talked like (laughs) that. I mean, mean, obviously she doesn't talk like that, but I mean, it's not even close, not even close. But yeah, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that could be done there as an additional, uh, biometric, right. right? Yeah, well, the thing about so. biometrics is uh, having dealt with a very high-level physical security in the past is the more characteristics you have, mm-hmm. the, the uh, like, from just, just one thing like a fingerprint or a, a photo or something like that, each, each used separately, mm-hmm. and just to go to two, it's an exponential curve. time you go to three, you really get a significant... Uh, enhancement in security right uh, so uh, they really should use everything uh, that... right yeah They're, that's why some people have talked about you know that they, they've been up uh, the technology for doing touch id underneath the screen so you don't have to put a button on this on the device it's just you can do mm-hmm. it through the screen as a in addition to face id you know so you've got touch id and face id that is right. just you know that is significantly more yeah. secure so, and, and yeah. as I said, voice print too. They're, you know, have you say certain things? Some words are more, more, uh, yeah. have more information in them. Yeah, I hope that you can pick the passphrase that you can say something like, you know, I hate Siri because it sucks. <laughs> no, they they'll tell you what they want you to say. <laughs> I'm sure they will, and it'll probably be some lie like Siri is wonderful, and it's my favorite thing yeah, to speak to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh-huh. So, anyway. Uh, my favorite virtual assistant. By the way, when they identify this thing as stage manager, you know what came to my mind? Yeah. A recording that we have of you when you were maybe five years old, but you were the stage You were the stage. That's coach. right. But when they... Yes. I was the stagecoach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. the word stage in there rang my bell and pulled that out of my memory. Stagecoach. Well, see, I wanted to be yeah. a coach early on. The coaching was yeah. appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty pretty neat. In fact, we still have the tape with it on, but we've never been able to get it off because the it was a different type of a mag tape. It was a Right in early days of cassettes, right the the head, the the recording heads well, were arranged differently. Well, speed across the head that that was the main thing. They you know they didn't have a pre capsule. Oh, you know. And right, so, right, yeah. So the one end when the reel was full, it went went faster than when yeah. the reel was empty. So yeah. anyway, it's uh once. Yep. One, that's a that's a a yeah. mechanical issue. It's it's yeah. physically different. Once you get rid of the original device, yeah. I mean, there's just virtually no way to replace it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reason they went away from that was because one device would 
go at a different speed than the next device. So even from de- even when you had multiple devices of the same kind, they wouldn't play. The Probably the, the only somewhere out there, there's somebody with uh, audio processing capability where you can change the rate at which the the, the sound comes out. You know, and, yeah, and sort of yeah. build a model of what the device was like. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they also have, um, you know, like cassettes that that uh, were stereo, and sometimes they had parallel tracks, and sometimes they had yep. interlaced tracks, and oh. so, so depending on which side of the tape you were using, if you had one, st- and they finally standardized that, but originally it wasn't standardized, so from one machine to the next you couldn't That's play right. the tapes. Yeah. That's the problem with early technologies like, uh, for anything. It's till till it gets to a certain maturity, uh, you're not going to be able to uh, keep those devices or the, whatever you produced with those devices. Uh, they won't be usable, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that what that just says is that when you know when you're ready to change to a different technology, while you still have the old technology, you need to convert all Absolutely. your yep. all of your. Uh, data over then because you may not be able to do it later that's right yeah yeah i remember that stagecoach and i also sang the manners song with about oh a yeah that's right m-a-n-n-n-n-n right? yeah e-r-s i would eventually get to the e-r-s but it was usually when i was out of breath with ends yeah so anyway i think we kind of chunked through most of this you know uh quick summary Anything in particular that you found interesting or exciting or enthusiastic about? Uh, well, I guess I was going to say one thing. As, you, as I was going through the uh, articles, there were probably more articles for this uh, event that talked about the things that weren't, you know, that, the, that had been thought to be leaked and certain that we were going to get them, and they weren't. They, they were nowhere right. else, you know. So, yeah. And so there was... I guess it was a complaint by whoever it was that was backing that or hoping it would come about. But uh... sure, sure. Well, you know, you, you, especially when they're doing these these virtual events, this this is a pre-recorded event. So, you know, the final version, final edit on the video that we saw for this event probably was done, you know, at least a week ago. Yeah. The final one, but you got you you got to think that that Apple's not living in a bubble. They hear and see all these same rumors and stuff too. And so sometimes, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure that they, they, that their deciding reasoning behind stuff is largely, you know, two things. One is, is the technology really ready to talk about? And secondly, marketing wise, do we want to talk about it now along with this other stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. And so they look at those two things, and, say, and that's how they make their decisions. But some little part of me sometimes says they get a little snarky and say, oh, everybody's certain we're going to do this? Well, we'll show them. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I think everyone's, you know, they're human too, and they're going to like, yeah, we're not going to yeah. do that now. We'll do that later. Uh, you know? Because, I mean, like, there was a lot of talk about, uh, you know, uh, augmented reality. Well, if you think about it, that's a huge thing. They're not going to do that in con- in combination with all this other stuff. They want that to be the focus. When they finally come out That'll with augmented reality and, and a new device to deal with it, it's going to yep. be its own show. It has to be, you know. Or at the very least, it'll be in, included with a show where they maybe just talk about some upgrades to some other hardware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They'll talk about, oh, here's some upgrades to this and this and this, and then here's this brand new yep. thing. 
and then they'll spend most of the time talking about this brand new thing. I mean, they're not going to throw that in when they're talking about I mean, we knew they were going to sit down and talk about every single one of their operating yep. systems. You know, it was a bonus that they threw in the little bit about the M2 and two new computers. But this was the, their operating system show. That's what yeah. this show's for. It's for well, developers. And, and so, and especially, especially coming you know, about a year after the, uh, the M1 chip was out, you know, here, there was a big, a year ago, yeah. a big change in hardware. And it takes a little while for people to start figuring out how to use that and what that means for each of these applications right. and operating systems. And so it was it was really quite a good right. show, given the timing relative to the hardware change, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the the AR kit thing, I mean, that they might talk about at something like this because they they want to expand, you know, the, but but they already have AR kit. Mm -hmm. It's right there, you know. And so anything they do with the AR kit would probably apply to whatever this new device is that's going to give you uh, an augmented reality differently than holding up your phone yeah. in front of your face. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I wasn't terribly surprised and I really didn't expect that there was going to be some, you know, glasses or goggles or something introduced here. I just, that didn't seem like the right place for it to me. Yep. But, well, and, and I, I, I really don't know why, but I, when I was uh, thinking about whether they would have an M2 or not, I finally convinced myself that, of course, they'll have an M2 because they've learned a lot about things that could be improved from M1 just over that year, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and that's... Yeah, the only question was, were they going to call it M2 or M1X right. or what? Yeah, you know? the naming. And, I, in fact, I read one article that had everything to do... Maybe it wasn't an article. It seemed like an article because it was a long comment. But the guy made a lot of sense. And in a sense... And what I mean by this, he he had some valid criticisms. He says, go ask the average Apple yeah. guy, which is the fastest, the Max or the uh, Pro, you know, M1. You know, right. well, you, you can't tell. You know, there should be some progression or something. Yeah. A number would work better on yeah. naming that uh, kind of features. Uh, well, M1A, M1B, M1C. Right. So, so yeah, that you exactly. Could, you didn't have to try to remember a name and associate it with a certain yeah. character. Yeah. Or ultra. ultra. You know? So. Yeah. Which is, which is faster, a Max, a Pro, yeah. or an Ultra? That's I right. It's, it's, <laughs> I, guess, I guess, you know, you, you, you pick a marketing name and you start educating Well, people. you try to do that, but then people get confused and, and uh, because if you don't do yeah. it right, and, and it's hard to recover, you know, you can't. Yeah. You can't reset. Right. Well, and we still don't know. We still don't know what the ultimate ultimate version of that's going to be for the Mac yeah. Pro. So right? basically, this this guy's article. So there may be something higher than the Ultra because right now it goes Pro right. Max Ultra yeah. in that order. Well, what's after Ultra? Because that's we've got a computer that's supposed to be more Ultra than Ultra. So what <laughs> Super is that? Super Ultra. <laughs> so add words. Yeah. That's why I and well the ultra is two maxes so I figured that the the whatever's next has to be four maxes so I thought they should reuse the name quadra because they used to have quadra max yeah. back in the day that was a name that they actually yeah. used um, but maybe they don't want to go back there I don't know hey did you see uh, there was a really interesting article I put in there too it was called everything Apple tried oh, to kill yeah. And one of them, and, and so the first thing was password managers. We talked right. about that, right? So we talked about the password. Pass key is going to do that. Medication managing mm -hmm. apps, right? So 
because uh, that's now going to be in your watch. You'll be able to do that and log that. Webcams. They're going to get rid of selling webcams because why not use a webcam? Just use your yep. phone. You know, don't go spend $100 for a webcam. You've already got better cameras in right. your phone anyway. Um, uh, OEM, uh, original equipment manufacturing dashboards in cars. So they're going to try to get rid of dashboards in cars by saying just use CarPlay to run everything in the car, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, the Google app, the Google app that Freeform is very much like, is called Google Wave, and they didn't really try to kill Google Wave because Google killed <laughs> Google Wave. But, but uh, you know, but still, that the idea I think is interesting. We'll see how it actually uh, comes out. And then one they didn't say here, but one that I thought that they tried to kill is uh, the deliveries app too, because they're now going to say we're going to manage your deliveries. You know, one place to go look to see when all your packages right. are showing up, which I've always liked about deliveries, but. I had to manually go in there and copy and paste in the tracking numbers, and then deliveries let me track everything. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I think uh, it has seen better yep. days. I think it, I think deli- deliveries has will have been killed by this. Uh, yeah. By this new uh, yep. operating system. So. So anyway, it's unfortunately. That- but that's a good idea to kind of get the you world know. simplified by killing some of the stuff that, that you really shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. Well, and and what I will say is is that um, Apple, when they do add features from from uh, that that have been in in, in other apps into the mm-hmm. operating system, uh, it doesn't always necessarily kill them. It sometimes motivates the, man, the 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 creator of the non uh, operating system version to say well okay so they're now doing this what can i do in my app beyond that to make my app even better and so they sometimes spur mm-hmm. people on perfect example of that is uh calendaring apps have been around for a long time and there's a calendar built into every one of these operating systems mm-hmm. yep right I use an app called I use an app called Fantastical on my Mac, my PC, my iPad, uh, or my Mac, my iPad, and my iPhone. Fantastical is a better calendar than the calendar built into iOS. But because they have an IDE that lets you lock into the calendar, it uses the same calendar. So if I want to launch the calendar app within uh, iOS, I can, and I see all the exact mm-hmm. same things. But Fantastical has a better interface most of the time, so that's the interface mm-hmm. that I use even though they're using the same data underlying. And, and you know, so, so by having a calendar in the operating system didn't mean that Fantastical couldn't exist. It just meant Fantastical, Fantastical had to do something that wasn't being done by the calendar app already. Right. You know, and to do, and to do some things better. And so it pushes them to do some things yep. better. And, I, you know, and I think that's, that's not a bad thing. Yep. You know, so maybe deliveries, the app that I said I like for tracking my deliveries is now going to go look at the issue and say, hey, wait a minute, their version of this doesn't do everything I want to do. So let me show you how or or that I think it could do. So let me show you how how much better it can be by with my app. And for a few bucks, you can now have that. You know, that's why development generally follows a very steep parabolic curve is because of this communications that we have with each other. And everybody's thinking about you know, how, how to make things better, you know? So, uh, communications yeah. is the key, the glue that, that brings advancement all along on this, this uh, rapid rate. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, that's, that's why things like this show and, and, uh, different, uh, 
capabilities to involve other people in, in, uh, in your product uh, as the developers are. They're, they're a critical asset to, to Apple and everybody, you know. Yeah, well, and that that's been some of the complaints that some of the developers on on Apple's platforms have had is that Apple doesn't seem to appreciate the fact that a lot of their success has come from the fact that their developers have made such great apps on these platforms. It's not just the great platforms mm-hmm. that Apple builds, but also some of the things that people have built on them. And Apple doesn't always want to acknowledge that, um, you know. And they, but they, but they do when they're up on the stage. They talk about mm-hmm. how they do that, you know. But the developers sometimes, I think, some of the developers anyway feel like apple doesn't uh doesn't care about them very much but um you know i i think you know the very fact that something has that has has been now uh you know in enveloped into the operating system doesn't mean that that functionality still can't be handled better by somebody who is nimble and who who maybe says hey there's a better way to do this or has a niche use for it you know and so there's a group of people who say you know the calendar is great but i need a calendar that does this, this, and this, and you know, fast, fantastic. Cal says, "Well, we, we yep. do that, so you can use our yep. calendar." And so, um, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, and I don't know the name of the developer, but I know it's a basically a one guy shop at, that does deliveries. Hopefully, he'll, uh, you know, he'll uh, find a, a way to to uh, Josh Dumas. Oh, that's sound effects. Uh, Mike Piontek is the design and development guy. Uh, so, you know, hope that, uh, you know, Mike doesn't see this as, as doom, doom and gloom, but sees this as an opportunity to make his app do things that the built-in stuff doesn't do. And who knows, maybe Apple will have an IDE built into that so that him, him getting, uh, cut off from FedEx will not happen because he'll get his data through the Apple IDE and Apple has gone to FedEx and said, you will allow us to do this or we won't you know, ship with you mm-hmm. anymore. And they, they're big enough, you know, big enough to say that, that, that I think FedEx will mm-hmm. listen to them. So, you know, it might actually end up being a positive thing for him because he now has access to the data again and, uh, and can be creative in, in how, how he presents it to people. And maybe make, there'll be people out there who go, I still prefer to mm-hmm. do it his way. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. We'll okay. see. All right. Thanks for joining us on a almost two-hour-long show today. We we went, I think we went as long as they did talking did. about all this stuff, uh, as Apple did. But you know, there was a lot to talk about. So interesting things, interesting things. I um, uh, I may I of all the things, I think I might actually download the beta of the uh, iPad OS to take. Oh, is that right? Huh. That's the one okay. I'm kind of interested in. So we'll, well see. I don't. We'll I've see. never messed with betas and don't really have any ambition to do that. Mm-hmm. But good luck. I have at different times. I have at different times. I uh, never do it. I never do it on a device that I absolutely have to have to get yeah. work done on. Yeah. But uh, you know, because I, you know, that that that's just foolishness. But um, yeah, if I do, I'll I'll talk about it next okay. week and share it with you, or the week after, depending. Been on fun, Todd. We'll see you next week. Been fun. Thanks for joining us. See everybody next week. Bye-bye.
Hello. Hey. Oh, there you are. Good day. Yeah, here I are. <laughs> yeah, you came in on one hearing aid, not on the other one. Well, what's going on here now? Oh, well, let's... I'll get it figured out. Maybe you need batteries in the other one? Probably should put batteries in both of them. Yeah, probably. Well, it's working. It's just not. Talk to me now. Yeah, it's coming through both ears now. Okay. I think we're all set. By the way, that thing you sent is probably a better guide for most of it in terms. That's why I sent it, because I figured, because it just kind of goes through everything. Yeah. So, anyway, what... Okay, I've got something weird weird going on. Hold on here. I've got to reboot my browser. Oh. I, uh, I, I, I could not scroll vertically on anything on my browser. Oh. There we go. Now it's working. That was weird. Well, that's computers for you. They're weird. One mm. little thing, and it'll be an issue. So... Yep, shit happens. Anyway, uh, how long? How... Um, yeah, I need you to turn the I need you to turn the volume down in your ears or do something because I'm hearing myself echo about a minute after I say it, and it's going to be really difficult to talk. Just a minute here. Okay, talk to me. Yeah, but dabba do. All right, <laughs> that was better for me. But if you well, now I can hear it again. Huh. Well, what, what did we loudly. do differently? I don't know. Last time you said you turned something down. Yeah. Okay. It's been that way. It's, it's been that way on and off for a while. Quite frankly, I wish that, you know, I mean, the, the best we ever had and the best sound quality I got from you is when you had the physically plugged in headset that I sent you. And I know the dog yeah. it up, but. Dang it, buy a new one. Yeah, I bucks. turned the thing down that I had the last time. I'm glad you mentioned that. Now, is that better? Yeah. Uh, no? no? Nope. I'm literally like, hello? 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 Really? Hello? Really? Hello? Hello? Yeah, at that, at that pace... I hear now. I'm saying it multiple times. I'm only hearing myself echo once, but that's the pace I hear it. I go, "Hello, hello." That's pretty weird. And I hear it back into my ears, almost uh, not quite as loud as you're talking, but not that. Well, I went back into my setup thing here on my hearing aids, which is where I had uh, have that volume control, and I turned it all the way down now. Microphone level is what. That's what it's called. Level. I don't understand what that means. The microphone level should change your the level you're speaking at. It. What the, my problem is is that your the volume of your headphones is so loud it's getting picked up by the microphone. I can't believe that because I can hardly hear my microphones right now. There's something else. Oh well, maybe your ears have gotten really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
Huh. I'll be dang. Uh, but it's it's difficult for me to speak because I keep hearing myself echoing in my well, own ears. Well, let's. Uh, want me to put my my uh, air pods pros on? See if that helps. Okay, let me go get them. Be right back. Okay, I'm back now. I'm going to take my hearing aids out, so it'll be a minute. I'll talk to you when I get the pros in. Okay, I'll I'll okay. just sit here and wait. Okay, I can hear you whistling now. So, so I can hear you fine. You hear me all right? Yeah, I, I do hear you fine. No echo. No echo. Okay. The audio from the audio from you is a little more muffled than it was before, but it's but but everything's fine. You know, you know, there's not quite as much clarity in the audio, but. All well, it didn't change anything in that regard. It's still coming through the phone speakers or microphone. So uh, I guess we'll go with this. And our... So... All right. I sent you two items. If you had those, things would be better. Two items you sent me. Yeah. If you go to your text, you'll see I sent you two links. Oh, acoustic stereo headset and lightning to headphone jack adapter. Yeah. Part of that will the, the, the mic is going to be clearer because it's going to sit closer to your mouth and it's designed for close pickup. So it'll also block out like mom walking, talking or banging anything around in the kitchen. Um, the headphones will sit on your ears so the sound will be more isolated from the microphone because they're further apart. And then the adapter because you're using a phone that doesn't have a headset jack in it yeah. anymore. The headset is 12 something and the and the lightning adapter is eight. Okay, uh, did I have the lightning adapter before? I should have. 
No, because you had a different headset and you were using your iPad or, or your laptop initially when we started. Uh, and so you used a USB adapter instead of, or, or the headphone jack, um, which you don't have on your phone. So, Okay. Well, I could go back to my, uh, to my computer, MacBook. Well, that's not going to buy you anything because your dog chewed up your headset. Well, so I'm remember? just, I, so I'm just saying, why have... spend $12 for a headphone adapter when I don't need it? Just get by this headset. Uh, well, the, the headphone adapter is $8, but I understand your point. So. It's up to you. The The iPad still has a uh, headphone jack on it, doesn't it? Uh, the iPad, uh, no. No, it doesn't. Are you sure? Well, it's got the, uh, what do you call it, the USB 3? USB-C? Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't see any headphone jack. iPad. This is the, that was the um, second generation, I I think, right? iPad Pro? I thought it was the third, I can't tell how do you read you got to read that little fine print on the back i don't even remember how to do it um oh i could probably uh, on the uh, settings say about and it says uh third generation <clears throat> okay i'm looking at an ipad pro third generation information on mac uh mac tracker app and uh, yeah, it says USB-C and smart connector on the back for the keyboard, and that's it. You're right. Yeah. So if you so which if you were going to use that device as opposed to your laptop, then you would have to get there's a Apple um, um, USB-C to headphone jack adapter that looks exactly the same, except it's got the other connector. Well, <clears throat> I'm probably going to change out the iPad this year sometimes. Yeah, but you're not going to pick up a headphone no. jack. <laughs> I, I doubt they're going to add headphone jacks back yeah. to the uh, <clears throat> to the thing. So you know, they seem to be staying with the USB. Yeah, yeah I charge or, this thing now probably you know. two or three times a day. Ah, so either you got to take it in and have them swap the battery out, which is going to cost you probably 150, 200 bucks, or just yeah, it, it says uh, <clears throat> uh, somewhere on here. Uh, under 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 setting. That's where I'm looking battery. at it right now. Uh, yeah, that tells you sort of what the health yeah. of the battery is. Well, it's uh, well the thing that used to tell me here that it needed to be serviced is not gone now. So I don't know what because I'm plugged in. Maybe I don't know. I don't, it sh- that shouldn't affect the, t- t- you know, the information on the battery. I'm sending you a link to uh, a Plantronics headset. Um, it's got a little bit better sound quality and a little bit better mic, uh, but it costs a lot more. It's like eighty bucks, seventy, seventy, seventy uh-huh. bucks. But, but there are ones like that that only have one ear, and then the other ear is free, so that way you can hear what's going on in the house too, if you wanted. Of course, you probably can't, but but you could. Somebody could. Well, in, in in any case, they have to work with a hearing aid on, you know. 
So I think the cupped ones that go over my mm-hmm. ear are better. Right. <clears throat> this one looks like it presses against the ear, and that that probably won't work. Yeah, it it sits on the on the area right above the ear, that little pad on the on the off side. Yeah. And uh, it's used by a lot of people who who spend their day working as a uh, an operator in places where you, you don't want something up against your ear all day long. And you can actually flip the mic thing around and then swap to the other ear if you wanted. And so, mm-hmm. you know, because every once in a while that pressure on your ear just gets irritating, and so you want to move it around. Yeah. You know, it's not so bad when you do it for it's you know uh, dinks and dunks, but if you're doing it. Um, uh, you know, all day long is a 24-7 job. That can get old. Yeah. I've got one other option that I can share with you that I've used. Let me see if I can find it. Uh... Nope, they don't sell those anymore. They blocked them. There was a really great company that uh, that would sell would sell headsets and headphones, and uh, and I had bought several things from them over the years called MPOW, M-P-O-W, um, and a- uh, Amazon has has banned them from the store because apparently they were uh, every time you bought something from them they would send you a um, uh, a thing saying you know please give us multi-star reviews you know give us a five-star review and they and amazon has a rule against um uh i guess i guess what it was is if you gave them a multi-star review they would like send you a coupon or they they basically were like buying reviews is is what it boiled down to and amazon just said nope and we warned you once and now you're gone Uh, yeah figure that's got to be pretty severe for a company to be banned yeah. from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's too bad, really. 